Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at North Point Young Adults and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, podcast listeners. It's your favorite people. We've got Allie here. Hi. And Nathan. Hello. And it is myself, Clay. And we're so excited to be here. Uh, we have been discussing some American Idol after Allie's message hmm. um, because she talked about how uh, American Idol has the word idol in it. It did. I That's think a really intelligent um, transition that I came up with. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good. good. But since doing that, I became interested because I used to watch it as a kid, have not watched it in forever. Mm-hmm. And so I was just wondering who the judges even were anymore. And so I went and looked it up. Who are they? It's Katy Perry. Love. Luke Bryan. Love. And Lionel Richie. Let's go. It's pretty random. He's a beast. Who Lionel do you Richie? think? Because Simon Cowell was like the, the heart behind once he left i was not, done. maybe not the heart but the personality behind who which one of those judges do you feel like none is? of them are mean there's no way any of them no. are mean. i don't know and you have to have the villain you have to otherwise yeah there's no reason because when simon liked you it oh, was yeah. like oh that person's gonna win exactly yeah you could trust his judgment but i will you- say lionel richie feels like the just like grandpa coach oh, that's yeah. so proud of you. Definitely. Like he he has some speeches that he'll give. I'm like crying. Yeah. Do you wa- are great. you watching it? I don't want I haven't watched it in like the past year or two. But okay. I there was like a three ish year span where I was watching it, like in college and COVID and all of that. Mm. That's sweet. I that didn't know that. Yeah. How many seasons is, has it done? It's twenty two. Season twenty two. That's crazy. wild. Yeah. I love yeah. it. That's are they crazy. they're still in Hollywood? I don't, are, do they you're do the that? one that have has watched it the most recently. I think <laughs> they they like go around to different places and then you want to get to Hollywood. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, that's well, how it's like, used you're to going be. to Hollywood. Yeah. You get the yeah, golden ticket. Yeah. That. yeah. yeah. And then nice. I think they go to Hawaii for like a round or two. Yeah. Sounds like The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite American Idol? Oh man. Uh I don't even know probably Carrie. My yeah, good friend Carrie, Carrie. is who I would have I named one of my fish after her. I named her Carrie Underwater. But also Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I did that. Also Chris Daughtry. That's He's a, a beast. Yeah, yeah. Big name. There's yeah. been some good ones, and I can't. I mean Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, Clay Aiken. Aiken. <laughs> what a guy! Did he? I thought he was runner up. Did he I win? I don't know. I don't know. But also remember the year when it was David Archuleta and David Cook. No, and that was starting oh. to get after my time. Oh, my, that was maybe my last one. My American Idol era. I mean, once Scotty won, I was like, "This nothing will get oh, better." Oh, I forgot about him, Scotty McCreary. How did you forget about That's him? That's what Allie's whole message was about. Basically, <laughs> he was the first love she of my told life. North Point young adults that she'd rather be married to Scotty McCreary. No, I didn't, <laughs> but I was thinking about it. You guys do have like similar looks about you. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I thought you were going to say similar personality traits. I don't know his personality traits. I think Scotty McCray may have been an idol for you. Wow. Wow. So maybe we should explore. (laughs) 
if we have idols. American idols. American idols. Now, today, after Ali's message on idols, we wanted to kind of talk about how to discover if we have an idol.、Mm. Ask the question, do I have an idol?、Uh, and I think it's a good question because nowadays it's not necessarily building golden calves like you were talking about, or it's not bowing down to a big statue or worshiping something we made with our own hands. I feel like the idols in today's culture are a little more subtle than that. And so it's trying to unpack and uncover what exactly could my idol be, or what is something that I、um, value or find joy in more than God, something that、um, I love more than Him, something that has my heart.、Um, and so I would love to kind of talk through some questions or some things that we can ask、um, that can just begin to help us uncover or unpack what is an idol for ourselves.、Yeah. Um, So, yeah, what do you have? I posed a couple questions in my、um, message about how to kind of discover your、mm-hmm. idol. And they included, like, what do you spend your money on? Where do you derive your joy from? What are you constantly thinking about? What are you constantly daydreaming about?、Mm-hmm. And I do want to, you know, preface with there's a lot of good things to talk about and think about and spend your money on. Um, but I think it's that idea of、um, what are we seeking to give us what only God can give us?、Yep. I think that's the kicker of are you trying to find hope in those things? Are you trying to find peace in those things? Are you trying to find belonging in those things? And ultimately, those are just needs that、um, God wants to meet in us and doesn't want us to turn to other things. Yeah, I think it's a.、Uh, when you're. Talking about that, I think a lot of times the idols are a bad substitute、mm-hmm. for what only God can do. And I was even thinking about、uh, the scripture you used where they do make the golden calf. I think it's Exodus. What, pa- what passage is that or chapter is that? I did an overview. I didn't、oh. actually.、Um. <laughs> uh, I think it's like Exodus 10. It's around when they're doing the Ten Commandments. But、um, yeah, when they make the golden calf. And what was interesting, I was, I've been in early Exodus just in my own time reading about how、uh, when God was going to pull them out, that they were actually going to quote unquote plunder the Egyptians、mm-hmm. because as they're leaving, they're going to get all, or they're going to ask the Egyptians for jewelry and gold and certain expensive items. And so it's almost like as they're leaving, God is kind of giving them these gifts. Or these、mm-hmm. blessings. And then what's interesting is later in the chapter, they then use those very things to create the golden calf. And so it's almost like they take God's blessings and God's gifts and turn them into a bad substitute or、yeah. an idol. And I think we oftentimes do the same things where we are gifted blessings, we're gifted certain things by God. And all of a sudden, they become. Yeah. More important to us than God who gave them to、mm-hmm. us. And so I think it's just an interesting thing to think about it, that we just get these things in our lives that can become bad substitutes for what God ultimately can give us. Totally. Yeah. And I think so much of it comes down to when trying to identify idols in our own life, and I ask this question for myself a lot, is just what am I worshiping?、Mm. Yep. And Most times we think of worship in a sense of like, oh, we sing three songs before a message and then, you know, maybe one or two afterwards to respond. Or like, I put on Spotify in the morning and on my commute and I worship, you know, to certain songs, which is amazing. And that is part of worship. But worship really is 
anything that we give our time and attention to. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is every human, whether you're Christian or not, spiritual or not, is worshiping nonstop. Yep. It just depends on what. Yep. And so when I start thinking of it in that light, like worship, if I know worship is just something I give my time and attention to, and I know that I'm constantly worshiping, then what am I worshiping? Yeah. Am I worshiping ESPN, you know, Clemson football? Yeah. Or am I worshiping, I don't know, a trip that I want to go on? Am I worshiping the news? That's Mm -hmm. a huge one for Mm -hmm. me. Am I worshiping, you know, social media? Like, there's so many things that we spend our time and attention on more than God. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That just reminds me, N.T. Wright has this amazing quote kind of on worship. He says, you turn away from God and worship idols, and therefore, of course, your humanness deconstructs. This is what happens when you worship idols. Worship the God in whose image you are made, and you will be a genuine human. Worship anything else, and you will be subhuman. Mm. Mm. Which is just interesting to think about. Like, we become like these blind gods that we worship. Um, or these other things that we spend our time and attention on yeah. rather than um, the one in whose image we're made yeah. and become more like him. And it's interesting because throughout Scripture, we see over and over again that what you put your eyes on, yeah. you become more like. Yeah. Like I think of Lot's wife who turned into the pillar of salt, which is a hilarious—I mean, not hilarious, it's horrible, but like a crazy example of this, which is she was— going away from a place that God had called her away from. And behind her, God was pouring down sulfur and fire on a city. And when she turned back to look at it, she became a pile of salt, sulfur. And so you, there's something so powerful about what you're fixing your eyes on. Mm -hmm. And you become more like what you fix your eyes on. And so if you're constantly fixing your eyes on, like Nathan said, the news and the stress and the anxiety of the world that is crazy and going nuts, you're going to internalize that and become more stressed and anxious. And then I think for myself, when I my eyes are fixed on TikTok or reality TV with all the like beautiful women who are trying to find love, then I so easily become like, hey, I'm not measuring up. I I need to be look more like that or act more like that or be more like that. And I internalize what I'm seeing. And so when we fix our eyes on the beauty of God and the miracles of God and the joy and the peace of God, we internalize that and we come become more like what we're fixing our eyes on. And I think that's kind of the Tension with idolatry, that's the key of idolatry is like, hey, what are you putting your eyes on? What are you worshiping? Where's your attention? Because throughout scripture, we are shown over and over that we become like what we are putting our eyes on. Yeah. And I think that's a great point because this is like that principle is just a human principle. Mm -hmm. You become what you consume. Like, if you consume fast food all the time, you're going to be unhealthy. If you consume, you know, like, really healthy meat and vegetables, you're going to be healthy. If you consume tons of sports and you're, like, your life is centered around practice and you're an athlete, then you will become an athlete. Mm. And it's the same with the way we live our life as far as worshiping and centering around idols we become what we consume. Yeah. And that's where we have, kind of have to check, you know, our hearts and our time. But my question is, 
So what does this mean? Like, are we supposed to become monks and nuns and consume <laughs> nothing but Jesus all the time? Like, how does that play out in our everyday life to not have an idol? Yeah, I think it's your attention. I mean, it's your attention. And there's, I think it's the foundation. It's a fo- it's foundational. And here's yeah. what I mean by that. It's when you wake up in the morning, what are you choosing first? And like, what are you choosing to root your entire day in? Mm. And so when you wake up and you put your, fix your mind on God and you pray and you read scripture and you decide that, hey, once again, today, God, you are my everything. And you declare that and you create your day on the foundation of that. Then, you know, thinking about other things and even consuming other things and talking about other things, it doesn't become your everything because your foundation is God and your foundation is your heavenly father and who he is and who you are and what that means. And so throughout your day, even if you are like, I've caught myself plenty of times, like, okay, I have been scrolling too much today, but because of the Holy Spirit, like there's conviction there and he's guiding me through my day and leading me to the things I need to do and the things that even I need to think about and um, fix my eyes on. And so, you know, sure, I think it would be easier to just throw away everything and become a monk and (laughs) I mean not easier but ultimately we are called to be lights in this world and so we need to be in this world um and so setting your intentions and your attention at the beginning of the day and really deciding like today every single day you wake up and decide who you're going to serve who you're going to worship who you're going to fix your attention on and then you let the holy spirit Do its thing. Yeah, I think it's also just constantly thinking about, like, it's really like a hierarchy of importance and trying to figure out or discern, like, as long as whatever those things are don't become more important than God, then I think you're okay. And it's just constantly asking that question, has this become more important than God? Or have I started to love this thing more than God? And that's when you kind of need to check yourself and figure out, and has this become, like, the treasure of my heart. Like I think about Matthew 6, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it's just trying to uncover, has this thing taken hold of my heart more than I've allowed God to take hold of my heart? Totally. Yeah, I mean, I think so much of it is motive-centered, mm-hmm. which is hard to measure, you know? Um, but when you start thinking about, like, obviously we have to have jobs, to be able to live and sustain ourselves. And those are good things. We shouldn't just like, well, I spend eight hours a day worshiping my company. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, of course we have to Mm -hmm. work. But I think we have to check ourselves. Are we viewing that job as a way to make money so we can, you know, build a house and get a car and just keep climbing the corporate ladder and get some sort of title and, you know, have a bigger bank account. Is that our motivation or is it our motivation because God's placed us here and we feel called and purposed and we have coworkers around us that we're trying to influence for the gospel? Like it's just the motivation of Mm -hmm. inviting God into everything Mm. Um, because it truly can be, God can be invited into everything instead of just like compartmentalizing our lives into certain 
um, categories where he's left out of it. Yeah. I think it's also important to come to terms with the fact that if this was taken away, yeah, would I be okay? Like, would right. I still have joy and have peace and trust God? And it's like, okay, your job, for example— if you view your job in a way that if you were fired or something happened and you could no longer have that job, if yeah. you would be absolutely destroyed at a soul level, that's probably an idol for you. Or like even your spouse, like this is horrible to think about, but if something were to happen to Clay, would I still ha- be like, it would be devastating and I wouldn't be okay for a while, but like, would I be able to continue living my life? Like yeah. if no, then he might be an idol for me. Totally. And so I think just having a sober mind and taking inventory of the things in your life of like, okay, what of these things that if they went away, because nothing except for Jesus is promised to last forever. Uh, If they went away, what would like destroy me? Like what would really, really, really take a huge, huge toll and kind of releasing that, surrendering that, kind of re-reminding yourself that Jesus is enough, everything that he's done for you on the cross, everything that he promises you in this life, everything that he promises you in eternity, like all of that is enough that if any of these good things and good gifts were taken away, I would still be okay because I have Jesus. Yeah. I think that's a huge like thing in your mind to figure out if this is an idol or if this is just something that you like and something that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great question to ask constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, so for listeners who are trying to figure out how or, yeah, what is my idol or do I have an idol? Are there maybe is there a step that I could take right now to go and figure out, OK, what may I be worshiping more than God? Like. Is there, should I do a time audit or should I kind of look at like, or should I make a list of things that I may value more than God or worship more than God? Or does something immediately come to mind where it's like, okay, I can go sit down right now in my quiet time and do something to start to figure out or let God convict me of what I may be worshiping more than him? Yeah, I think asking the Holy Spirit, first of all, to bring to your mind what you're tempted to make an idol and then also i think asking yourself the question of like what do i want to fast the least <laughs> you mm. know like yeah that's uh, good. we're gonna in a couple weeks we're gonna do fasting um course uh and we'll both we'll teach more on that but what's something that okay 40 days you can't have or think about or use or whatever what is the thing that you're like mm, anything but this i think right there <laughs> That yeah, is, totally. I mean, and you talked about you started one right now recently, right? Yeah. So I it's the season of Lent. Hooray. Uh, and I <laughs> I started I, I'm a stay at home mom now. I've been a stay at home mom for like a month and a half, almost two months. And I've learned a lot about myself, uh, learned a lot about my unhealthy patterns and thoughts and the needs that I have that I didn't really know I had because work was just kind of meeting them. And so I I fell into a pretty unhealthy habit of just constantly entertaining myself in the quiet, like all the moments um, other than, you know, actually interacting with Haven during nap time or during quiet time, I would just throw on headphones and I would listen to an audiobook or listen to a podcast or listen to 
a dumb YouTube video just to like keep myself from feeling the feelings of mm. like feeling lonely or whatever. Um, and so when I was actually preparing for this message, the Lord convicted me of, hey, there's a need in you that I've put in there that I want to meet. And this audio entertainment, entertaining yourself, distracting yourself is kind of keeping me from meeting that need for you. Um, so I'm not doing fiction books, which is so silly, but that was like a really huge thing. Yeah, uh, I'm not listening to really anything that isn't of the Lord or helpful for my personal growth. Um, but that was, it was difficult. Like I didn't want to do that because it's scary and giving up something that you feel like is meeting a need or filling you in some way is not easy. And it's easy to just kind of be like, no, it's, I'm listening to a book. Like this is so good for <laughs> yeah. like, this is yeah. good. And it is, I'm not saying that it's bad, but for a season, for a couple weeks, I need to not, and then I can again when it's over. But yeah. that's what fasting does. It just kind of reprioritizes your heart and allows for some space for God to come in and meet you and mm-hmm. meet some needs that he wants to meet because he loves you. Yeah, I think right. to your point, fasting, yeah, it creates space to hear from God. Mm-hmm. So all of that time that you would have just been intaking information is now just open, an open door to listen and hear mm-hmm. from God. So I think— yeah, something cool could definitely come out of that. Yeah, it's been cool. It's been like a week, and it's already already been cool. Yeah. I heard someone recently talking about how they had never fasted and not heard some sort of direct revelation from mm-hmm. God in that time and just kind of saying how important it is to fast from time to time and really put the focus back on God, listen to God, and make that a priority. Well, it's funny because I feel like a lot of idols that we put in front of our face and that we focus on all the time really are like a distraction from hearing and experiencing intimacy with God. Yeah. Which is like, we will all want that. If you're a believer, you're like, I would love to hear from the Lord. Like, I want to experience closeness. I want these things. But But I don't want to give that up. But I don't want to give it up. And I— I just want him to like, I don't know, turn off my audio book himself and then say, yeah. you know, like, it's like, no, or we just in need that to make in space. In between time, he should just talk to just me. Talk to just me. tell yeah. me something if he's really there. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't want to make the time or give up the thing that may be hindering us from hearing exactly. from him. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think doing this course is going to be so important. You touched on it real quick. But, yeah, we're going to do our next Practicing the Way course uh, this spring, all about fasting. So just four weeks um, thinking through um, and talking about what that looks like. So if fasting is something that you don't know a ton about, we would love to have you yeah. sign up for that. And I think fasting, like you're saying, Ali, is just a constant reprioritizing mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah. It's like flexing that muscle of, okay, this is a good thing. But it's not a God thing. And I have to remind myself of that over and over and over because our natural bend is just to move everything other than God in front of him. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a discipline. Like, do we have the self-discipline to cut this out of our life? Like, I love that question of trying to identify idols. Like, if I could cut this out of my life right now, would I be okay? Mm -hmm. If not, it's probably an idol. You know, um, 
And so it's not just things that are like, oh, I know this is an unhealthy habit. I need to cut that out. Like, no, that's sin. Mm -hmm. Fasting is like keeping ourselves from good things in our life uh, for a period in order, like you said, Clay, to make space for God. And honestly, just to exercise a muscle in us to say, God, I choose you more than that thing. When I was going to pick up my phone and scroll on TikTok, no, I'm going to like think of God and pray to him because I'm choosing you more. It's just a constant like renewing of our mind back to him. Yeah. And I do think the hard part about fasting is it's going to hurt. Like you don't, like you were talking about, you don't want to give it up. And I think like one for me that I've been thinking about recently, I'm like, I should give up coffee because I'm like, that is going to (laughs) suck. Like that would hurt. But there's this element of, man, I want it to hurt. And it's just like working out. It's like the only way to actually grow that muscle or gain endurance is through some pain Mm. um, and listening to him. So yeah, it's just figuring out. I love all of those questions we've kind of talked about, asking those questions, figuring out, and then making the action to fast and making it kind of hurt a little bit and something that's going to be difficult. Are you going to give up coffee? I might. This is the first (laughs) time I'm hearing of this live on the podcast. For a minute. Crazy. I'm going to have like a terrible headache, but. You're going to be so tired. I know. It'd be tough. (laughs) One thing I was thinking about. Depending on God. (laughs) Get me through. One thing I was thinking about is I think some idols, because we were talking about Clay, you mentioned doing a time audit, like looking. Yeah. But I also think it's important to do like a thought audit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think there are idols in our lives that aren't like tangible things or they're just not even realities for us right now. Yeah. Example, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you could be single wanting a relationship and that obviously is not a reality. It's not like you're spending time with another person mm. or it's unhealthy communication. But it's just something that dominates your mind yep. constantly. Yep. And you think, I think another good question to ask is like, do you think if you had blank, all your problems would be solved? Yeah. And if so, it's probably an idol because we know nothing can solve yeah, you know, yeah. filled the void that only Christ can. Mm-hmm. So, like doing a mind audit, where do we spend um, mm-hmm. our brain? Where does it live? Where does our thoughts and how does that dictate our lives? Like, are we looking to some sort of title or accomplishment that's not even a reality in our life right now? Yeah, and that very much could be an idol in our life as well. Yeah, yeah. So today talked about idols, kind of a deep topic. We don't talk much about idols in our culture um, in that way. But I think through our day today, we kind of uncovered some questions that we can ask to uncover if I have an idol. So what am I giving my time and attention to? What am I fixing my eyes on? What is my heart treasure? What's my motive? Or I love that one. If something were taken away, would I still be okay? Yeah. And it even rhymes. And it rhymes. rhymes. Yeah. And I do want to say just a piece of encouragement, something I think that we forget a lot, is that we get to choose this. Like we get to choose our thought process. We get to choose what we give our attention to. We get to choose our worship. I think it's easy to live in a victim mentality of like the culture we live in, everything's so hard. This is just how it is. And the reality is, is we're called to choose God every single day. And so we get to do that and we get to make these decisions and we get to figure it out and we get to live a more abundant, better life because we lay down our idols. Yeah. Yeah. So asking those questions. And then I think 
those questions will help you uncover the thing that you may be worshiping more than God. And then I think that next step is potentially fasting from it. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the action step out of asking those questions and seeing uh, if you actually want to lean into that relationship with God and trust God more than that thing that's providing whatever it is for you. So ask those questions, decide what you may want to fast from, and then lay down that idol, surrender it, and trust God. Easy, right? That's it. <laughs> so easy. Easy. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you next time. Sounds good. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.